0: This is The New Digital Customer, a podcast that brings you insightful and inspiring conversations with customer-focused leaders who are transforming an innovating customer experience. And now your hosts, the CEO of Brightloom, Adam Brotman, and Chief Product Officer, Ben Straley.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Ben. This is Adam. Hey, Adam. uh, I'm excited this week, uh, this podcast, to talk about a couple of things. We're going to dive into uh, all things personalized marketing. But first, we thought it would be fun to talk about some of the things that are uh, happening right now in the news that um, relate to digital customer experience and, and digital marketing. And the first thing that I wanted to talk about is... Uh, Amazon announced this week that Prime Day is uh, going to happen on June twenty first, twenty second. I don't know, Adam. Are you a uh, are you a Prime member?
0: Oh yeah, I am definitely a Prime member.
1: Yeah, you and uh, uh, I think it's you know pushing ninety hundred million uh, uh, members around the globe, some crazy number like that. Yeah. Um, and for our uh, for our audience that may not know, I uh, I was at Amazon for uh, a little under three years and and uh, led the worldwide deals business there, um, which plays a central role in uh, in Prime Day, uh, and so I had a first uh, first hand um, view into all of the things that uh, need to come together to enable uh, Prime Day to happen, uh, and it is truly. Uh, uh, breathtaking and uh, at times terrifying. If you are, uh, if you're in the middle of that uh, at the company, so I thought it'd be uh, kind of fun um, to talk a little bit about what Prime Day really is for Amazon, what it does for Amazon's customers, um, all the things that have to come together in order to to pull it off, and um, and you know because it is a a, a topic that we're going to talk about uh, today, talk about how personalization and Amazon's investments in machine learning and, and AI um, are central as well to to that event and that experience. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, by the way, it's, it's yeah. interesting because I'm sure, like you said, I my guess is that almost 100% of the people listening to this podcast are Amazon Prime members and are very familiar with Prime yep. Day. Just for the, the random occasional person that might not be, let's just remind everyone of, Amazon Prime is the loyalty program from Amazon, and you pay, I think, like 150 bucks a year. 100. And, how much is it a year to
1: be a Prime member? It's a little less than that. 100. I think it's 114, 115, something like that. 114,
0: 115 dollars a year. If you're a Prime member, there's a bunch of always-on benefits, right? Which is, I think, free two-day shipping and potentially faster on. Amazon Prime eligible products. And also, and I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head to so keep me honest. And then also, you have yeah. access to all the other always on benefit is, you can you can use the Amazon Prime video service, which has it, you know, which is a, a Netflix or Hulu type offering, right? And so you can um, uh, you, you, those are two always on benefits. Are there are any other always on benefits to Amazon Prime?
1: Um, I think, I mean, there are there are um, uh, some smaller sort of ancillary benefits, but the big one is uh, and has been uh, essentially free shopping, free shipping above a certain um, threshold. Uh, right. And that was really the, at the sort of core of um, why Amazon created Prime in the first place um, was to uh, provide a benefit to loyal customers and also to enable oil customers to, in essence, uh, subsidize um, the costs of and the the the, um, the investments that the company was making in uh, faster shipping,
0: and then that makes sense. And then the and then once a year, I think it's once a year. Maybe it's more than once a year, but essentially yeah. once a year, there's this thing called Prime Day, right? Which that's right. It's they're gonna tell tell everyone about like what happens on Prime Day? I. As you're telling everyone about it it makes me think about at Starbucks we used to have the doubled or triple star days right and they would they would be more than once a year but not that much and it was just huge bonanza it was not an always on benefit but when you those days would be huge volumes for Starbucks when when Starbucks rewards yeah. members would get this extra not always on benefit to and enticing them to spend on that one day tell, tell everyone what how does prime day work
1: yeah, so so Prime Day originally, the, the idea or the inspiration for, for Prime Day came out of uh, a couple of things. One was, um, it is uh, usually in early July, which is when Amazon launched, first launched, July 5th, I think it was 1995. Huh. Uh, and so Jeff Bezos and the leadership team there had this idea, like, let's create a, a sort of celebration or event um, that corresponds to uh, the the launch of Amazon's original launch date, um, and another another source of inspiration is looking east toward uh, China and what um, uh, happened with the emergence of Singles Day in China, which is which is Alibaba, in,
0: which is kind of Alibaba. That's right. Uh, that's right. A kind of equivalent.
1: Yeah. That's right. So creating a sales event out of sort of thin air and throwing. As many great deals and um, celebrities, and uh, turning it into a real uh, shopping event for um, uh, mass mass market mass appeal, and so Amazon came up with this this idea. Okay, let's do that. Let's let's create the celebration of Amazon, and let's let's reward our our Prime members with this incredible one day, and then it became a two day uh, shopping event. Um, and so what Prime Day is now is um, it's a deals event at its core, but there are also, um, as you pointed out, you know, some of the benefits relating to content and um, uh, you know, concerts and other things that happen around the event. It's not clear yet exactly how Prime Day is going to unfold this year. And last year it was, it was very different due to COVID. It was moved to the fall and it was sort of a, a, a slimmed down version of its um, uh, former self. Um, and so on Prime Day, what Prime members get is the opportunity to uh, buy great deals in virtually every category of the retail experience, and also get um, uh, you know additional benefits um, around Prime Day that relate to you know everything from Twitch to uh, Amazon Video, uh, Prime Video, um, and and so forth. And the deals, um, I think this year there are something like two million deals that are going to be available um, on that day, which is a pretty staggering uh, a number. And then another interesting thing that Amazon is doing this that Amazon is doing this year um, is uh, Prime members will get a ten dollars credit um, on Prime Day if they spend ten dollars at a select small business uh, between June seventh and June twentieth. Um, And that's part of this push. It's like a hundred million dollar investment that the company's making to boost small businesses. Um, And
0: sorry, Ben, let me interrupt. I want to clarify. So if you want, there's small businesses that sell through Amazon. Is that the idea that if if, if you buy from a reseller on the Amazon marketplace that happens to be qualified small business, Amazon will sort of designate them as that. They incentivize people during this period to shop with the small businesses. And that in turn gives you this sort of bounce back credit for Prime Day.
1: That's right. And, you know, the the interest that Amazon has in that beyond just being a good, good corporate citizen is because Amazon effectively is a marketplace where the majority of sales are actually done through these third party sellers. They have a vested interest in in supporting and promoting the health of the sellers that are you know down further down in the tail um, of the of the marketplace, um, and oftentimes you know as as someone who's in the middle of this, um, a lot of those sellers have have pretty interesting uh, products to offer and 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 things to to promote and sell, um, and so this is also a way to sort of get uh, some additional exposure of. Great deals that might be off the the beaten path or or not necessarily coming from um, well known uh, and trusted brands, um, but the thing that you know the thing that uh, is is really fascinating and interesting and may not be obvious to uh, Prime members that go to Amazon on on Prime Day is um, beneath the surface behind the experience is an incredible amount of technology. Uh, and and smarts and personalization that is powering effectively a, a unique experience for each customer that that comes to the site or or visits via the app. Um, deals can be can be programmed to rank differently um, based on what the the models are predicting you Adam might be interested in uh, versus me and what I might might be interested in. And when you think about that happening at the speed and scale that Prime day happens, um, and we would test you know, we would test our systems up to uh, 1500, 2,000 transactions per second. So this incredible velocity of transactions and orders, and then you think about what it takes to uh, personalize um, at that scale and at that speed, um, it's pretty staggering and pretty impressive. Um, and just, a, I think, a great example of how uh, Amazon continuously, but really on, on, on these peak days, um, uh, really benefits from the investments that the company has made in personalization, in predictive models, in AI, um, uh, because it, it, it ultimately translates into the, um, the results that the company posts year after year. Um, around Prime Day. And then a lot of the same technologies and the same lessons learned from Prime Day are applied to um, subsequent sales events like uh, Diwali in, in India and Cyber, Cyber Monday, Black Friday in the U.S. And the process just uh, continues. You know, it's so
0: interesting hearing you talk about it because, <laughs> I, you know, I consider myself fairly up to speed on these things in this area but i i didn't i didn't know obviously or i didn't i didn't know about the, the this is sort of a almost like an anniversary celebration for amazon that's interesting i also didn't know how much went into the personalization like you're describing i mean today when i go to amazon first of all it's kind of interesting i'm sitting on amazon right now as you're talking and i'm like it says Amazon Prime in the upper left-hand corner. Is that just because it knows I'm a Prime member, maybe? And it's, or maybe that's in celebration of upcoming Prime Day. There's early Prime Day deals that are being promoted, and um, I'm seeing, you know, all this content on my on my homepage. And normally, I'd see all this kind of content. And there's a lot of there's a lot of data science and personalization and A/B testing and a lot of stuff that's gone into what I see. Right, that makes it more relevant for me. And it makes it probably that I'm I'm going to perform better as a customer, right? From a business perspective, both. So there's a bit of that flywheel going on. You're saying then you throw onto that a day where there's like millions of deals. I can't, I don't have time to go fishing through all the deals. So Amazon's going to, again, make it easier for me to make sure that I see the deals that are most likely to be relevant for me. Is that what you're saying?
1: That's right. I mean, the system is continuously... um, Updating the experience for each customer based on what it is uh, guessing. It's making educated guesses as to what you, as a customer, based on your your purchase history and and you know affinities for particular products and so forth, what you are most likely to be interested in to find relevant, and then also what is most likely to be um, optimal from uh, a value perspective, um, uh, and creating some value for Amazon along the way, um, and so it's and it's doing that in in you know milliseconds, multiple times um, uh, in, in sort of parallel as the as the page or as the experience loads, the system the the, the AI and the machine learning and, and behind that. Um, is essentially deciding what to, to put in front of you what deals to surface what deals to rank higher than others based on um, these predictions uh, and then and the North star is um, uh, is engagement and um, uh, relevance um, uh, and then secondary is you know what's likely to basically what's likely to, to convert Um and it's a real it's a real showcase for uh, uh, the company's um, capabilities in this area. That's amazing. D-
0: is um, b- besides the, the behind the scenes stuff, it's just Ben. Just to divert for a moment, or, or, or to say revert for a moment to some of the conversations we've had on this podcast before around Prime, the Pr- Amazon Prime being. I think a really good blueprint or inspiration for uh, loyal for other brands and how they can think about loyalty, not to copy Amazon prime per se, but to be inspired by this idea of not all loyalty has to be points based, earn and burn cash back. That's right. There's like, like it plays to like their strengths, right? It plays to their meaning that they, they found that I think you said this earlier on the, the podcast just now they found a a benefit that they could put always on that was going to be super relevant to their customer base which is free shipping um and did it in such a way that created you know kind of added to their flywheel i think i think i think that everybody can sort of look at those elements hey what i don't have to just do earn and burn it doesn't mean you can you can't do both but i love that that's veteran. right they were so creative about how they did amazon prime and then this prime day is another example of that like, just like Starbucks does double star days or whatever. They're like, well, we're not going to do, you're not going to get, you can't do better than free shipping on prime. You know, not, they might say one day you're going to give like same day shipping for prime, but they can't necessarily do that logistically yet. So, but the point is like, how do you flex your different benefits, even if they're always on so that you can have these moments, right? I think that's what's so cool about prime day.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they've sort of they've the, um, the company has created through through Prime almost this like internalized loyalty program where the expectation of Prime members is there's sort of value everywhere. Uh, but the the details of how much value I'm going to realize as a Prime member from one deal to the next uh, might vary Um what, uh, you know, ship time, delivery time, those kinds of things might vary. But the expectation that has been created by this really, you know, great execution of the Prime program um, is that, you know, as a Prime member, there's sort of value everywhere across the site for me. Um, and then it gets, you know, dialed up to 11 on Prime Day, where not only do I get the sort of core benefits, but I also get these incredible deals. Um, and some of them really are, um, you know, truly stand out fantastic. What's been interesting, and we can talk about this at a, in another episode, is, you know, the competitive response to, to Prime Day from the other big retailers um, has been really interesting uh, around, you know, deals that are made available on the same day and, and, you know, price matching and a whole bunch of other stuff that's just sort of fascinating from a strategic and marketing lens. Um, but what kind of coming back to Prime and the Prime program and Prime membership, that's really the moat that that Amazon has built um, around, arguably, their retail business is the is the Prime membership program. Uh, and, and Prime Day is the showcase day um, of just how powerful it is um, yeah. for Amazon. Yeah, it's interesting. Are so there Adam, other-
0: yeah, sorry. I was going to ask you real quickly: Are there other, are there other elements around Prime that you know you wanted to highlight? You had kind of a behind the scenes, you know. Well, I mean, really I, I just. It, but if there's anything that you can share publicly, I just I think it's cool that you were so close to it in your job at Amazon related to it. So, um, anything else you want to mention?
1: Well, I think I touched on the the main points, which is just the the incredible complexity. Uh, and scale um, that it, that it requires that is required to execute an event of that size globally um, and seeing seeing that from the inside was um, was really impressive um, and again a showcase in how long-term thinking investments in uh, technology broadly but but also, more specifically, investments in uh, machine learning, in AI, and predictive models that enable you to do things at this massive scale on this huge day uh, in a personalized way um, is, you know, in a lot of ways, in my in my view, sort of sets the bar for what is possible right. um, for consumer brands. And frankly, like what the expectation is of more and more consumers around just the the baseline retail experience, um, setting aside Prime Day, uh, but just thinking about um, Amazon's ability to do this, Starbucks' ability to do this, um, a handful of other retailers and, and restaurant chains around the world able to, to leverage technology at massive scale to personalize an experience. Um, Prime Day is a great, exam- great opportunity to sort of go and see that uh happening in real time uh and it's you know the like, good data find great deals too.
0: And what day is Prime Day coming? it's like June 21st I mean, It's right?
1: June 21st 22nd yeah um which is earlier this year uh than it normally is and that's uh at least the company according to what the company said is because of the Olympics um oh they didn't want to clash or overlap with the Olympics.
0: It's not like Thanksgiving day sales that go starting Halloween nowadays.
1: <laughs> no, exactly, Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's funny yeah. you say that because it's called Prime Day, but they they turned it into two days. So it's actually prime days.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. you can and now there's like right now you can go to the site, it looks like, and get you know, get early Prime Day deal. So it, it turns into like a, a whole season, which is kind of cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is cool. I mean, but you know, from a from a marketing perspective, you know, the, the company has the same challenges any 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 consumer brand that's running promotions and sales has, which is you, you don't want to cannibalize, you know, future for present. Right. Um, or if you're going to do that, there needs to be some incrementality or incremental value uh, to, to pulling sales forward. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's always a, a challenge and always complicated to, to figure out how to do that.
0: Yeah. Super interesting topic.
1: Yeah, so Adam, uh, what uh, what's something that's caught your eye this week?
0: You know, I'm <laughs> I'm fascinated by what's going on with AMC theaters uh, in the in the news. Um, particularly, it's around their stock, but it's more than just their stock. I mean, the stock is what's catching people's eye. The uh, and I, I'll be honest, I'm going to talk about AMC theaters a little bit here and and tell you what I, what's on my mind about it. But I haven't studied it. Um, I, part of it is i wanted to i just wanted to riff on it with you for a second what i thought was interesting about it from what i could tell is that you there's what i here's what i know that or at least i think i know the amc theaters um chain uh stock um has uh been sort of a roller coaster ride um and it you know and yesterday in particular it, it took off and i think it, it almost was up like 90 percent i think yesterday for the day. Um, which, you know, is, it's not like it's the first time it's ever happened in, for a publicly traded company by any stretch, but that's a pretty big number for one day. You know, if you look at like year to date, yeah. you know, I think it's up, you know, the, the stock was around, it's up, it's almost up 10 times, uh, right now, even at $51 a share, it's up like 10 times where it was at the beginning of this year or more. And I, I've, you know, there's, there, I, there's all this talk about these meme stocks, um, or reddit yeah. stocks or you know um robin hood stocks is kind of i think those are all somewhat synonymous where you get a lot of retail investors that for one reason or another uh want to band together and drive us and own a stock maybe to drive it up maybe to squeeze out a short maybe just to do something fun maybe to make some money or maybe they believe in it or all the above i mean i not i'm not casting judgment on it i actually think it's kind of fascinating and um I think AMC is one of these. Now what's interesting about AMC, the reason it caught my eye, even not just because it's in the news, but you know, and it is that I actually think we're entering into an era around. uh, I'll call it branding brands and customers, investors, engagement, technology and stocks or ownership. And it's all converging. And there's, I actually think mm-hmm. the closest the closest analog I can think of right now to it is what's happening in cryptocurrency. In that you've got right it doesn't makes it doesn't make sense to everybody. Uh, everyone's got an opinion on it. It's extremely volatile, and there are these sort of tribes, or I doubt, actually I think the better word is community that gets put around it. And so it feels irrational. It feels chaotic, volatile. Uh, it feels like it's a scam or a cash grab. And maybe some of that's true. I think it's not always true, but I think some of that might be true. But, but the bigger point is that I don't think there's any precedent for it, really. And what I'm getting at is that, you know, we when we say like, you know, the past is not necessarily the prologue in this case, because mm-hmm. it is, you know, de- definitely think that's true in something in the area of like cryptocurrencies. We talked about that in one of our prior episodes I found it interesting. So here's what I, here's what I heard this week in the news. And I don't, again, I'm going to full disclaimer. First of all, I own no AMC stock and I don't have any horse in the race, so to speak. I, uh, I like AMC theaters. I'm rooting for them. I like them as a customer (laughs) of AMC theaters. I really am. And, and I don't, I don't know much about the company, Other than you know, um, I think they were, I think there was some element of, um, Bearishness, or you know, whatever you want to call it, around the company, even before the uh, pandemic. I think during the pandemic, it became particularly the case. That's the case, kind of like the GameStop situation, right? Which is another one of these meme stocks, kind of like Hertz rental cars were for a minute, and BlackBerry. You know, it's almost right. like the, sort of the common thread amongst these meme stock, Reddit, R- Robinhood stocks, whatever you want to call it, that are in this sort of meme stock area is that they're stocks that were kind of left for dead by some, but are beloved by others, and you know, have some pretty interesting management teams and strategies, frankly, going forward. But, you know, the in this case, uh, I actually want to study AMC more because I was fascinated to hear this week. I think some of the things that were driving the volatility this week were they agreed to give all of their retail investors, not customers per se, but investors, some loyalty benefits like i think a free large popcorn or something like that right it reminded me of like wow this is like a loyalty play right like in other words yeah. there it's not the first time this has happened i think a lot of times company uh, spencer raskoff was on cnbc yesterday and he he's all he's a totally brilliant guy and he he was commenting about this the
1: former talk? ceo of zillow that's right
0: and yeah and, um he was saying they had him on talking and he actually said, he goes, look, a lot of times one of the reasons consumer brands will go public is because they want to create engagement with retail investors that can cross over into being customers. It creates awareness. It creates engagement. Um, I think he's right. I think by offering a branding event, yeah, it's like a branding and marketing, uh, um, you know, foundation for the company amongst other things. And, he, in the case of AMC, when I heard that they're going to give away an actual, like, you know, benefit, I mean, probably they, I don't know, it'll be fun to, the, the digital product guy in me kind of wants to geek out on how they're going to implement it, but it doesn't matter. The point is, like, they'll figure out a way yeah. for the shareholders to be able to sort of scan a QR code or whatever they're going to do with a coupon to get a free popcorn or whatever that was. I thought that was interesting. Then they're also selling, they're doing a, a uh, Share sale, which is smart. You know, if when your stock's up 10x for the year, right, right, it's exactly. kind of a good valuation. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's the least dilute of time to sort of sell your sell sell some shares and get some liquidity, and and I actually found it also interesting just to kind of keep riffing on this for a second. Is that they um, they yeah. they? I think there there was the I can't remember the name of the movie. The one with John uh, Emily Blunt and John. Can never pronounce his last name. The guy from the office, and they're in that that movie, the the, the sequel to the, the 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 movie where you got to be really quiet oh. or else the monsters are gonna get you. Um, and mm-hmm. and it, I think it yeah. did like I think it did like fifty million dollars in box office revenue in the actual theaters in its opening weekend, which was similar or better right. than they did in their original. I'm probably botching some of these stats, but it's something like that, and it just goes to show like. We're in such an unbelievable period right now where you've got, you know, these businesses that are, that were kind of left for dead that I think have really interesting management teams and strategies, but yet are getting like taken to the moon by the, I think that's the expression, right? Kind of taken to the moon (laughs) by their, by their, by their loyal, um, you know, um, group community of current stockholders that are driving the value up to what are lab- levels that most traditional anal- stock analysts would say are unsustainable. I don't know. I mean, I see why a traditional stock analyst would say that. The point yeah. is, the point is my, my bigger point I'm trying to make to all of this is like, what an interesting time, A. B, it's unprecedented in terms of the convergence of these brands and these companies that were kind of left for dead, but have really interesting new strategies Um, smart management teams and and are surrounded by a community of shareholders that are into them. Like I said, it reminds me of um, what happens in the crypto world where these, these, these these digital assets kind of share the same thing. They're like on paper, you say, I don't get it. I don't Mm -hmm. understand. Why are they worth so much? And then you turn around and you could, you, you know, if you're a crypto defender, you say, well, why do you, I don't understand. You're, you're, you could say that about a lot of assets. You could say that about art. You could say that about you know a lot of other right. things, including other stocks. That you still have to believe that they're going to be worth something, and there's a sense of community around them. And that sense of belief and community can drive, uh, you know, I'll call it you know purchase behavior of the of the asset, and 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 then in turn. That can drive usage of the underlying platform, whatever it is, and all of a sudden it becomes its own flywheel. So, I just thought with AMC, that's right. I thought I thought the combination of like how much it kind of reminded me of a you know a crypto uh, asset, how much it kind of reminded me of some loyalty um, things that we've been talking about, um, and 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 sort of how you can't. I don't think it's fair to try and pigeonhole these things. To the good or to the bad i actually just think it's unprecedented and i I, my only two cents would be and i'm curious to get your thoughts ben is that is that whether whether it's amc or crypto or you know any any of these companies that have these sort of you know communities uh that are propping them up and and propelling them uh i I just think that you got to be careful to 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 just be so quick to label them one way or the other i actually think that we're just entering into a new era of the digital customer of the brand coming out of the pandemic—I just be careful. I personally would just be careful being thinking that we know any of this stuff. We don't. I think we're in—I think we're in unprecedented times, not just from a health and commu- health and e- economy perspective, but also unprecedented times when it comes to how brands are behaving and how customers are behaving right now. And it goes beyond just how they're buying things; it goes how they're. How they're affiliating themselves with the stocks of these companies and whatnot. I, I don't know what you think, though.
1: Yeah, I think it's so it's so interesting uh, and dynamic. Um, and you know, there is a there is a connection here between um, this this uh, what's happening with with AMC and and GameStop and Robinhood and crypto and um, and the opportunities that. Uh, are in front of businesses uh, that lean into um, customer data personalization. And and that connection is, um, like, take the AMC example where they are going to reward shareholders with special benefits as consumers, as customers. You You sort of alluded to this but didn't go down the path of, well, how do you do that? How would you do that? Um, Seems like a good idea. Seems like a really good idea. Yeah. Um, And the reason, one of the reasons why it seems like a really good idea is because there is a very obvious network effect that you can create. Um, Maybe not network effect exactly, but you use the term flywheel. A flywheel where Mm -hmm. your best customers are also your shareholders. Right. And your shareholders have an incentive to be good customers. Mm -hmm. And, the more of the, the the larger that audience becomes, the the greater the benefits to the shareholders and the customers. And and crypto, the technology, blockchain, crypto, you know, ERC twenty, um, the way that brands can create a currency that and, a, and leverage blockchain to actually enable that to happen is is available today. Um, yeah yeah and, and so yeah. just to yeah just to finish the thought so if you think about you know from a brand's perspective having the ability to more tightly couple you know um, shareholders with customers and then using that flywheel and the data that the flywheel generates to deliver a better experience to customers um, really does feel like you um, Something big. We're on the verge of something big happening, where we talk about Amazon and what Amazon does with data and using, you know, the, the technology they built to do it. Um, and what we're talking about now is, as you said, it. You can't really view this as past as prologue. Like this is a different way of thinking about um, uh, digital experience for customers. Um, Uh, creating shareholder value, connecting what it means to be a shareholder to what it means to be a customer or consumer of a brand. Um, And uh, I I think it's fascinating. And these like AMC and GameStop examples feel like sort of prototypes or prototypical examples of something that's going to become much more um, emergent and uh, predictable in the future.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I you know maybe kind of one final thought on this and we can wrap up but i i would say um i said it i said a second ago past is not prologue i meant that but you know as as you were talking i was realizing well let me let me give an example of where this almost does feel familiar but in a very different way so you remember back in the i think it was back in the mid 90s maybe the early 2000s there was uh there was always always talked about like the big three C's. I think it was like community commerce and content. Right. And, and I probably got those in the mm-hmm. wrong order, but like, it was always about like, you know, community content commerce it was like, Oh, what can you do with digital? You can, it's all about, you know, what can you do in those yeah. three areas and community was one of those things. And because it was obvious that like with the death of distance and all that kind of stuff, community was so important. I, I actually feel like, um, with what we're seeing with, I'll call it crypto and this AMC example with these meme stocks. And I think just in general, Mm is like reemergence of community as a brand driving and a sales driving and customer relationship driving tool. But it's not the community that we thought of when 10 years ago or five years ago, where it was like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and making sure you're really responsive as a customer support. Like that's all super important, but like it's an entirely different dimension around community. And I'll I'll give you an example. And so we're seeing that with this AMC example, but I'll give you, and we talked about it a little bit on our crypto podcast, you know, bonus episode. But like the, like, so like when you look at these non-fungible tokens, these NFTs, which are a whole. We would spend an hour just talking about what they are and how they work <laughs> and what's going yeah. on with them. It's, it's fascinating, right? And one one of the things that's interesting with NFTs, and they're all the rage right now, is that there's the the hottest NFTs right now are not just art. They're a combination of of art plus ownership plus functionality plus community. And what I mean by that is like you'll get these. Yep. Um, really interesting collections of you know bonsai trees or or apes or um little alien robots or punks or whatever you want to call it like there's these collections that they basically i'm probably going to use this word wrong they kind of foment their own communities that then it's kind of like these meme stocks they sort of buy up they sort of talk to one another on Mm -hmm. these Discord communities and they 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 get into what they're they get into the content of the of the collection and the community itself is this incredibly powerful dynamic that is almost yeah. woven it, it becomes woven into the collection in a way it become like the thing that is the nft or the nft right. collection is be, it goes is it all of a sudden it transcends the nft and bec- the community becomes part of it and you and people could look from the side and say oh it's like a cult or it's pixie dust or whatever but it's bs because i'm telling you from personal experience i've been getting into it and these communities are smart and engaged and they yeah. they'll, they'll they're creative and all of a sudden they right. the value that they're getting out of owning one of these nfts is not just the value of the NFT itself, but it's of engaging with the community and how they're gonna sort of be a part of this thing and being part of something bigger than yourself. So my point is that sense of community that I just described for mm. NFTs alone. And I think, by the way, I think it applies across, not just cryptocurrency and blockchain, but it applies. We're learning, look look what's happening with Robinhood, Reddit, the Reddit, Wall Street Reddit, the meme stocks. Right. And I would say, right. I would say going back full circle in this conversation, Amazon Prime. Uh, I mean, I, you, if you were really to sort of look at what's happening right now, I think that there's this dynamic that's occurring, and that if you're a brand and you want to think about loyalty, you want to think about customer engagement, you want to think about driving your sales. Like, yep. you got to you got to think like that now. You got to think like, wait a minute, this isn't just about like putting up a website and a mobile app and, a, and an Instagram page and, and doing some personalized marketing, like. It's you have to think more holistically about today's digital customer and how they're interacting with all these things I just mentioned and understand it's a huge opportunity for you as a brand.
1: Yeah, I think that's such a such a fascinating point, Adam. And the only thing I would I would add is um, it sounds like uh, based on you know this conversation and the experience you're having with NFTs and what's happening in that space—that you know the loyalty experience and loyalty programs of the future will involve this community and uh, the sort of social dimension and the community dimension in ways that they haven't uh, up until now. And I think that is such a you know a fascinating idea and something we should explore in uh, future episodes. Let's do it next time. All right, man. Well, this is fun, Adam. Always great chatting. I think that's a wrap. All right, Ben. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk to customer-obsessed leaders. Until then, stay safe and have a great day.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on what Adam and Ben are building with their teams, visit brightloom.com and follow them on Twitter at Adam Brotman and at B